Okay, let us open our Bibles and you can start by turning to Matthew. Uh, we are going to be talking about a topic that Jesus talked a lot about. And I think in many ways you could actually argue that this was Jesus' main topic. Uh, and we see this topic also uh, continuing after, you know, in the first disciples. So, so this is uh, in the scope of the Bible. This is one of those things that I think runs even from the Old Testament to the book of Revelation. So it's not a minor topic. So it's not a topic that we will be covering extensively uh, like here and now. But we will look at it and I think there will be some good points, some valuable things for us to learn. Uh, <clears throat> and as I said, we will start by reading in Matthew. Because in Matthew, in the beginning, we see Jesus, he gets baptized by, the, by John the Baptist. And he, uh, the Spirit comes upon him. He gets led out in the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And I don't think it is a coincidence that, you know, the last temptation that Jesus faces there in the wilderness. Because I, I do believe Jesus, uh, the devil, tried to tempt him later. But it says here that he left him for some time after this. So the last temptation that the devil, uh, that the kind of Jesus experienced here in the wilderness, is a shortcut to the kingdoms of the world. Uh, let us read in Matthew 4, uh, 8 and 9. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. You know, here we see the devil, kind of the final temptation here was a temptation basically to do a shortcut. Jesus had come to establish, you know, the kingdom of God here on earth. Here the devil is giving him a shortcut to get all the kingdoms, not having to go through the cross. But you know, luckily for us, Jesus knew, and we should also know, that whenever the devil offers you a shortcut, it's never a shortcut. You know, he, he, he never gives you a shortcut. If he comes with something that looks like a shortcut, you always know there is some kind of trickery, there is some kind of evil agenda in it. And lucky for us, Jesus, he didn't take the bait. Um, but from there on and continuing in the gospel, we see this topic coming again and again and again. And it even started even before Jesus came on the scene. Because before Jesus kind of entered the scene, John the Baptist, he came to prepare the way of the Lord, kind of. So in Matthew 3, uh, 1 and 2, it talks about John the Baptist, and it says, In those days, it's Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, let us turn to Matthew 4 again. Because right after this, as we talked about, Jesus, he got baptized, filled with the Spirit. He comes back from the wilderness. And it says in Matthew 4, 17, From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Here we see the same message, both in John the Baptist, who came to prepare the way, 
Now Jesus, he comes and he has the same message. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let us read one more scripture just to, to get this, you know, uh, a solid, you know, Bible foundation on this. Mark 1, 14. It says, Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Now, there are some words here I think uh, would be good to, to clarify. First of all, when, what is a kingdom? Uh, we know that a kingdom is a certain area or a certain domain or uh, place where a king rule, whether it's a country or somewhere else. A, ki a kingdom is kind of the domain of a king. And then it says, is at hand. What does it mean, is at hand? When we say that something is at hand, it means that it's within reach. It, it is close. It is near to you. Meaning, when he is saying the kingdom of God is at hand, basically was what Jesus, what John was saying, is that the area, the place where God reigns, is now within reach. That is what they were saying in simple words. The kingdom of God, the place where God reigns, the place where God rules, is now within the reach of men. And the reason why I added the, the passage in Mark is because I want you to pay attention to that it says the gospel of the kingdom. What does gospel mean? We know that gospel means good news. So basically they are coming saying, now we have the good news that the place where God reigns is now available for people. It's now within reach. That is good news because we know that, you know, in different countries there are different laws depending upon who is ruling that country. So if you are in, uh, in Poland, there are certain rules that applies here. But you know, if you go to Saudi Arabia, which actually is uh, a kingdom, they have a king and there a king is reigning and ruling as, as he wants. If I go to Saudi Arabia and I try to apply the same laws and the same, try to live in the same way in Saudi Arabia as I do here in Poland, I will be probably one head shorter because every kingdom has its own laws, rules, regulation, and depending upon what kingdom you are in, it will impact your life in a very big way. <clears throat> I'm from Norway. That gives me certain rights because I, have, I belong to the Norwegian kingdom. So because I belong to that kingdom, even though I am abroad, I have certain rights and certain things that I can claim on the basis of me belonging to a certain kingdom. And when, they are, when John and when Jesus is coming here and saying that 
the place where God rules, God's kingdom, is now available for man. That is, very, that is gospel. That's very good news. Because that means that I can now join a kingdom. And we know Paul says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I can now join a kingdom that where, where the rules, where, where the environment is righteousness, peace, and joy. And we see that in the life of Jesus when he came. He preached the kingdom, but then he also demonstrated the kingdom. So when he was healing the sick, basically what he was doing is that he was giving people a little taste of what the kingdom was like. So, but we will get into that a little bit later. So, John and Jesus, they are coming here. They are preaching the gospel of the kingdom. But then there is one other word that I think is very valuable to, to notice here. In all of these passages, they are saying, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. When, when we hear the word repent very often, we think about the weeping at the altar where sinners accept Christ as their Savior, uh, where they are repenting from their sin. But you know, the, and that, is, that can be a part of repentance, that we are sorry for sin, that, that we, we cry, we, we come to God, humble ourselves. But you know, the word repentance, what, what the word really means is it, mean, it is the Greek word metanoia, which means changing your mind, changing your attitude. And now I want you to try and listen. If, if repent means change your mind, change your attitude, what they are really saying here is that change your thinking, change your attitude, because the kingdom of God is now at hand or change your thinking because the area where God rules and reign is now within reach. That's good news. But the Jews, they needed to change their thinking a little bit. So that's why both John and Jesus, they are coming and saying, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. You know, for the Jews, the kingdom of God, that meant the nation of Israel. So when they hear, heard you know, the message that God would restore, the, king, that the kingdom of God would come, to them that meant uh, their Messiah coming, uh, kicking out the Romans and establishing Israel back to its rightful glory. When Israel was restored to glory, to them that was the kingdom of God. That was the kingdom of earth, of heaven, here on earth. So their thinking, when it came to the kingdom of God, was an earthly kingdom. When they were thinking kingdom of God coming, they were thinking military force, kicking out the Romans, Israel, regaining its authority and its rule and its reign. But Jesus and John in coming and saying, you need to change your thinking because that's not what the kingdom of God is about. So they were coming 
uh, to the Jews saying that you need to repent, you need to change your thinking because the kingdom of God will not come with a military leader who will kick out the Romans and then Israel will be, stored, be restored to glory. That is part of Bible prophecy. But that's not what John and Jesus was preaching. They see you need to change your thinking because the place where God rules, the kingdom of God, is actually already now available, within reach. You can grab a hold of it. And that's why when Jesus did his miracles, when Jesus was casting out demons, it was a demonstration so people could see and experience what it would be like in the kingdom of God. Because in the kingdom of God, there are no demon-possessed people. Demon-possessed people, people are bound by demons. When they come into the kingdom of God, the demons have to stay on the outside. So the people get free. When people that are sick, when they get into the kingdom of God, new laws, new regulation applies so they can now experience healing. Because healing is the bread of the children in the kingdom of God. That's, that's one of the benefits. Like me being from Norway, if you live in Norway, you have certain benefits that most people, I think, will agree are very good benefits when it comes to health care, when it comes to help from the government. You can, you can expect those benefits because you are in the kingdom of Norway. In the same way, when you are in the kingdom of God, there are certain things you can expect because you are in the kingdom of God. Healing is one of those things. Peace of mind, freedom, they are things that you can have in the kingdom. They are rights in the kingdom of God. They are benefits of being a part of that kingdom. So when Jesus was healing out, uh, casting out, not healing out, but casting out the uh, devils, uh, he was saying in Luke eleven twenty, but if I cast out demons with the finger of God, and now notice, surely... The kingdom of God has come upon you. So Jesus, he was pointing to the very fact that he did miracles, that he healed the sick, that he cast out demons, and said, if this is happening by the finger of God, that's a proof that the kingdom of God has now been available for man. In Luke, uh, later he says, now... When he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, See here or see there. And listen, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. That was the message that both Jesus and John was trying to communicate to the people. They were trying to get them to understand, hey, listen, the kingdom of God is not, the, it's not about a military leader kicking out the Romans. No, the kingdom of God can now, is now be made available for all people. It's within hand. It's within reach. You can have it, and it can dwell inside of you. What does that mean? That means that you can experience that the rights 
that are in the kingdom of God, they can become a part of your life. You can change kingdom. You no longer need to be in the kingdom of darkness. You can be brought into the kingdom of light. You can experience a new reality. Just as if I was living in Saudi Arabia, I would be living in, in how to say, in, in bondage, in the sense that you are not allowed to preach the gospel there. I, I would have to live with a certain fear because of the attitude of the government towards Christians. But when I come into Poland, I don't need to worry about preaching the gospel because that's, there is freedom to do that here. In the kingdom of God, when I join the kingdom of God, things can change in my life because I get new rights. There are new laws that apply to me. And this is why both Jesus and John, when they were preaching, they were preaching Change your mind, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. It's within reach. It doesn't come in a way that you can see it with your eyes, uh, with a military leader kicking out the, Ro the Romans. No, no. The kingdom of God can now come inside of you, and you can become a carrier of that kingdom. The backstory here <clears throat> is that we know that when Adam uh, and Eve, when they rebelled against God in the garden and sinned, we know that because of sin, the devil, he kind of got uh, a certain right to reign here on earth. That's why uh, 2 Corinthians 4.4, Paul is calling the devil the god of this age. Or in Ephesians 2.2, 2, uh, Paul calls the, the devil the prince of the power of the air. Or in John 1231, Jesus calls the devil the ruler of this world. So because of sin, when Adam and Eve turned their back on God, when sin entered the world, the devil got a certain right to reign here on earth. And the more people sin, the more he can exercise his dominion here on earth. But you know, when Jesus came, there was a collision of kingdoms. Because that's, you know, that's why the demons were manifesting when, when Jesus got close. It's because the kingdom of God, he, Jesus, he carried with him the kingdom of God. And when he got close to someone who was demon-possessed, the demons, they got afraid because suddenly there was another kingdom invading their territory. That's how it should be with us as Christians. We should be carriers of the kingdom, changing the atmosphere when we come because we are bringing with us a stronger kingdom. And the devils, they knew that Jesus was representing a stronger kingdom. So when he came, they got afraid because they knew that by one word from the mouth of Jesus, they would have to leave because the kingdom of God was coming. I think this is good, good news. This does not mean that the devil and God is almost equal in size. You know, the fact that the devil is the God of this world. No, no, no. God, he still, the earth still belongs to God. Psalms 24, 1 says that the earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell in therein. The earth belongs to God. God is still the God Almighty. You know, the devil, he can only do as much as God allows him to do. But 
because of sin, he has been given a certain right to, to exercise his dominion. And you know, with sin, the, 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 the sneaky thing with sin is that when you give in to sin, sin takes control. So John 8:34, Jesus says, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. So why was it gospel? Why was it good news when John and Jesus came and said, the kingdom of God is at hand? It was because of sin, the devil, he had gained a right to rule and to reign and to oppress people. And the more they sinned, the more he could oppress them. Why? Because of their action, they gave him the right to reign and to rule. But you know, now God and Jesus, they were coming. And they were coming with inviting people to join a different kingdom. And the devil knew if they join that other kingdom, they are without, beyond my reach. That's why, you know, uh, Snowden, Snowden is, that's his name, uh, the guy who uh, was uh, giving out these military secrets, uh, he fled to Russia. And then they, the, the Americans couldn't do anything. They couldn't reach him. Why? Because he was now in a different kingdom, and that kingdom said, we will, we will not hand them over to you. And then America's hand was bound, even though they wanted to, to take him. They couldn't, because he was in a different kingdom. In the same way, when we get saved, we get taken out of the kingdom of darkness, and we get placed into the kingdom of God, and now we can start to live like citizens of a new kingdom. And the devil, even though he wants to, we are beyond his reach. He no longer has a right over our lives. No, the sad thing is that many Christians, they live in the kingdom of God as if they still belong to the kingdom of darkness. So they accept, you know, all sickness, bondage, uh, being uh, in bondage to sin, all kinds of things. They accept them because they think they still have to live according to the rules that apply for the kingdom of darkness. When Jesus says, no, 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 no. You belong to a new kingdom now. New kingdom, new rules. You no longer need to accept bondage. You no, no longer need to accept being harassed by the devil. Why? Because you are a child of a new kingdom. That's the good news that Jesus was coming. Galatians 1.4 talks about Jesus. He says, Who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father. Jesus came to deliver us from the kingdom of darkness. He came to set us free. We, when we accepted Christ, we become new creations. We became a part of a new kingdom. And now the good news is 
you don't no long you no longer need to live according to the old rules you no longer need to live according to how it was in the devil's kingdom you can now start to live according to god's kingdom which is righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost you can now start to live according to his laws which is a lot better than the devil's laws that is good news and i hope you are catching this john 8:36 jesus says therefore if the son makes you free you shall be free indeed if the son sets you free you shall be free indeed let us read also again uh, colossians 1:13 he has delivered us delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love he has delivered us from the power of darkness when jesus and john and the first apostles when they came preaching the gospel they preached the gospel of the kingdom the good news that you can now become a part of a new reality a new reality that is not dominated by sin that is not dominated by bondage that is not dominated by sickness which is not dominated by poverty by lack you can become a part of a new reality a new kingdom and it is within reach it is at hand it is available for you all you have to do is to accept the terms accepting jesus as your lord and savior because that's the terms of the new kingdom it is that if jesus if jesus is the king you have to accept that he is the king when you accept him as king when he becomes your lord he also becomes your savior but he doesn't became your, become your savior until he, he first becomes your lord if you want to be a part of the kingdom you need to accept you know the entry rights of the kingdom and that is confess the lord jesus with your mouth you and your house shall be saved amen i think this is good news we belong to a new kingdom the kingdom of god the place where god reigns is now within the reach of every one of us and we can just grab out and we can take a hold of a hold of it and remember don't live with a mindset of the old kingdom in the new kingdom don't live according to the laws of the old kingdom in the new kingdom no 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 new kingdom new laws you can start to live in righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost in the name of jesus amen